This is Alpha One Sports, your podcast for all things Philly sports. Let's get into it. Good evening. This is Tom with Alpha One Sports. And this is Anthony with Alpha for One Sports. Today is Tuesday, March 30th, 2021. Uh, we haven't talked to you guys in a little bit, not since, uh, I believe, last Saturday, correct? Yes, that is correct. Lots uh, of, we uh, decided to try to get ourselves back in a groove on a Tuesday evening here. Lots of uh, sports topics going on, but um, first we got a little bit of OF1 breaking news. Your boy Tom here. This uh, week ago, Sunday, just got engaged to his love of his life, Casey. Very happy. We're looking, actually now we're looking anywhere between an August and November wedding. So, can't wait for that. Daddy, chill. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. I can't wait. And uh, my co-host here is going to be my best man. Whoop, whoop. Better damn, pl- better damn well plan a good bachelor party. Need some recommendations on some roofies for the rooftop of a Caesar's Palace, please? Does Julius Caesar actually live there? I sure hope he does. Do you think do they have a payphone bank? You know, a bank uh, of payphones? I sure hope they do. There's a phone in your room. That works. <laughs> you gonna get? You gonna bring the? Uh, you gonna bring the satchel? I I gotta bring the satchel, man. It's gotta have the essentials in it. You're gonna walk in the room and go, oh, you guys ready to let the dogs out? Yeah, I gotta get some uh, shots of uh, Jaeger and some roofies in that satchel. It's very important. Uh oh, shots of Jaeger. <laughs> who let the dogs out? Who get the wolf who, pack who, going? Who, who? No, I'm not slicing my hand though. Blood Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been a pretty busy week with uh, some Philly sports. We got some uh, trades. We got some waves. Uh, we got uh, some uh, fulfillment with some roster here uh, for opening day Phillies. Uh, let's start with the Eagles here. Um, we had some big news this past week uh with the eagles they uh made a deal with the miami dolphins to exchange some first round picks in uh in that we received some future first round pick involved with this trade how do you like this uh trade if you want to explain well officially this is after the uh 49ers and uh miami dolphins trade they exchanged for their first round picks first i can't remember exactly what the full details are of any other picks they swapped QB driven. Um, one would have to expect the Niners are trying to trade up to draft a quarterback. You don't trade that up, that far up for anybody else. So, but the Eagles afterwards then traded picks number six and one fifty six, which I believe is a fifth, to the Dolphins in exchange for number twelve, one twenty three, and the twenty twenty two first uh, first round pick. So the Eagles could very well end up with two two possibly three first round picks in 2022 you know depending on how Carson Wentz plays and how much he plays this season so let's get into this big trade I mean 
Uh, I'm sure many Eagles fans are were ecstatic to have a sixth pick to be able to, you know, actually get some top tier talent. You know, it's been quite a couple of years since they were able to, you know, draft as high and, you know, if it not be a quarterback, but uh, be able to pick, you know, some non quarterback talent this high. Um, I mean, wh- what do you make of this? I mean, the first thing I think about is, you know, they're out on Jamar Chase, which would have been my number one target. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if maybe they had no, no faith, you know, if they had no faith that he would fall to number six, if they thought maybe Cincinnati or Miami, if they stayed where they were or anybody else was going to take them or if they were targeting someone, someone else. I mean, the rumor I heard was though they, before trading back, they attempted to trade up because apparently they wanted to target BYU quarterback, Zach Wilson. So, you know, you know, Obviously, how he loves his quarterback factory. Or worse, we are quarterback developers. We want to be a quarterback factory. We have the, you know, loves that quarterback <laughs> factory. And my response to Howie always with that is what? I I gotta I gotta say I don't know what everybody's fascination. I feel like everybody's trying to look for the next uh, Patrick Mahomes here. I mean. I'm looking at these pro days with like Zach Wilson and uh, even today with uh, Justin Fields, and it's like they're trying to throw these Patrick Mahomes-esque, you know, type throws, uh, deep balls with power, you know, uh, you know, outside the pocket, offhand throws. Um, I mean, these are some pretty sharp throws, but is this just more for show, or do you think? I mean, these guys could potentially have this type of talent for the NFL. I, it's just hard to. You know, without an off, without a defensive line charging at you, without coverage, I mean, those talented-looking throws, could they progress into the NFL? One really can't tell, I feel like, just from pro days. It's really hard. In my opinion, it, that's why I'm not a scout. I, I can't gauge a quarterback's ability to play just based on throws during a pro day or how fast they run during a combine, things of that nature. What I want to see is game film. I think Zach Wilson will succeed in this league, but I just my my issue with them trying to trade up again for a quarterback is you had just and I've said this probably every podcast we've done so far is you just traded your franchise quarterback away after you had just tra- uh, drafted Jalen Hurts in the second round. Why are you now going to say, "Oh, we were wrong. We shouldn't have drafted Jalen Hurts," and then draft another quarterback when all along? Had you not drafted Jalen Hurts in the first place, you'd still be with your franchise quarterback. But I don't want to get back into Carson Wentz anymore. I'm just saying, moving up to draft a quarterback is just beyond dumb at this point. Let's try to surround Jalen with some talent. Let's see what a full offseason with him as a starter would look like. Let's see how he practices with his, uh, with the starters, taking first-team reps all throughout. You know, you know, it'd be nice. It's nice because now we'll have a a mentor for him uh, in Joe Flacco. I, Flacco? Flacco. I don't think he's – he may say on the surface that he wants to compete to start, but I think he knows deep down that he's there to mentor and back up Jalen Hurts. So I think it'll be nice to have somebody where Jalen's not having to look over his shoulder. But, yeah, let's just – let's try to surround Jalen with some pieces. Let yeah, him... I mean, with Joe Flacco, I mean, you're not getting a, a starting quarterback with $3 million. Right, so surround surround Jalen with some talent. Full off season, knowing he's the starter. Let's see what he's got, and if he 
and he's it, great. And then we got these first round picks to really bolster us. If he's not, then we, you know we have some flexibility where we can maybe make a move because you know next season after you know money comes off the books, we'll have extra first round picks to make a trade. So what or so forth. You know we'll see how we do. See where our own pick is. See where the Colts pick is. See where the Dolphins pick is. Um, but I just I just really want them to give Jalen Hurts a chance just to make this trade act, uh, make the trade of Carson Wentz and keep and actually drafting Jalen Hurts actually look like a success yeah i mean jalen hurts has all the tools to be a very successful nfl quarterback he's got the you know running mobility uh he's got the speed to get by um i mean there's quick releases uh tight spiral throws um you know the small you know amount of game film that you do have on there's some great positives that could be shored up to be you know perfection and you got things he's got to work on you know there's Last year was such a bad way to, you know, assume if he's going to be a good or bad quarterback because of, you know, the injuries and, you know, the the determination for this team to want to win any football games last year was bad. Um, But, I mean, he's got all the tools necessary. I mean, you know, he's going to need to take time, and now he's got new – uh, offense to learn with uh, Sirianni's scheme, whatever he's bringing to the table. But um, you got to give him a try, get those first round picks in there. And, you know, if Jalen Hurts isn't the guy, then you got those first round draft picks, um, you know, playing up to speed and you can plug in a new quarterback. Right. And you have the team around them. Now, do you think this trade, uh, to trade back, does this make us make it look more like we didn't tank to get the sixth pick or does it make us look stupid because why did we tank to to just trade back well the pick like the trade to me it was a good trade because you are adding an additional first round pick for the future they're coming into this season not expecting to win anything you got a new coach you got a whole new regime you know that could be in their favor that could you know you know, put them at the bottom of the division, you know, at least for this year, which is something that we're going to have to be okay with. We were just in a whole, you know, Super Bowl era with this, you know, the Eagles, you know, the constant playoffs and, you know, you know, all the luck that they had until last year. But, you know, there's a whole new regime. Um, I don't really think it this trade really talks has an influence on, you know, us tanking or not i do think it probably might have an influence on making the better decision in terms of a wide receiver you know because there's just going to be you know you pick jamar chase well you should have picked devonta smith you know look how good he's playing with x team you know know, there's always going to be that background so you can't pick the wrong wide receiver if he's not available exactly there's other options out there too now, just to kind of go over this uh, draft, maybe a little mini mock up into the Eagles pick, just to see you know what kind of players would have been available around that time. I just want to kind of go over some where players are going and see who we could have had at six and twelve. So, I mean, I both I think me, you, and the rest of this world can agree that the consensus overall number one overall picked uh, to the Jaguars is quarterback Trevor Lawrence from Clemson. Uh, he's probably the best quarterback prospect I've seen in my lifetime. What? 
what? <laughs> I mean, absolutely. I mean, I remember me and you and our buddy Chris, we were down in AC, and we were we put a uh, parlay down, and one of the bets was Clemson-Notre Dame, and I believe it was Notre Dame getting how many points was it? Uh, so we had uh, Notre Dame plus three. Plus three. And I knew instantly, oh, let's go Notre Dame because Cle- uh, Trevor Lawrence isn't playing. That's how much of an impact player he is. So Trevor Lawrence, number one to the Jags. Number two, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that the Jets stick with Sam Darnold. So I think they're going to want to bolster their offensive line to give him more of a chance. So I'm, I got Sine P- P- Pole going to the Jets offensive tackle from Oregon. Penny stole. And then uh, Penny? 49ers at number three with uh, going quarterback. So I think they'll go Zach Wilson from BYU. Do you think Zach Wilson there or do you think Justin Fields? I'm getting more of a Justin Fields vibe for them. I I think to get up to number three, Zach Wilson, a lot of mocks has been the consensus number two now over Justin Fields. So I want to go Zach to the 49ers. I actually have Justin Fields going number four to the Falcons. I think they want to. Okay. I think they want to go and get their successor to Matt Ryan because Matt's probably like on the last year or two of his uh, career yeah, there exactly. in Atlanta. So I think they want to get get somebody ready to go there. I'm going to challenge you here, but I'm honestly going to say that I have a good feeling that the 49ers are going to select Justin Fields, and then I'm going to throw Zach Wilson at number four to the Falcons. I mean, that's fine. I mean, I mean that could happen. That's just you know, I think both of them go quarterback. To be honest. Because I th- I've seen a lot with the Falcons are very interested in Zach Wilson. Well, we'll see see what the 49ers want to do. Um, going up to number five, Cincy. They gotta 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 bolster that offensive line. So I'm thinking they go Rashawn Slater, offensive tackle, Northwestern. Gotta keep Joe Burrow upright. That dude got beat up nearly just as much as Carson Wentz did. Yeah, and then you know ended with a torn ACL. And then number six, I think. Here, I just want to throw at number five there. I want to challenge you again. And I'm going to say at number five is where you're going to see Jamar Chase go. Because, uh, you know, Jamar Chase and the Joe Burrow, uh, you know, together at LSU, I hear some campaigning there in uh, Cincinnati with, uh, you know, Joe Burrow wanting them to bring in uh, Jamar Chase. So, I mean, I can see that because they do have the chemistry from their LSU days. My theory, though, is just he's never going to be able to throw the ball to Jamar Chase if he didn't stay upright. No, I, I totally agree. I just I just see that as more of a big fit for Jamar Chase. And then number six, and this is somebody the Eagles could have grabbed. Uh, I'm going Kyle Pitts, tight end from Florida to Miami. He's going to stay in the same state. Gets Tua Tagovailoa another uh, weapon to throw to. And then moving to number seven, that's where I actually had Jamar Chase going. So I think, at least in my opinion, the Eagles could have had their pick at number six of either Pitts or Jamar Chase. Right. If things went this way. And then number eight, since since Eagles are number number 12, we'll continue to 12. At number eight, the Panthers, I believe, will select Trey Lance, quarterback, North Dakota State University. Yeah, that's a good one. And I guess they'll use Teddy Bridgewater to, no pun intended, be the bridge quarterback. Yep. <laughs> and then number nine, this is a tougher pick, but 
I feel like they'll go with him anyway, just because they. I don't. I'm not sold on Drew Locke, and I don't think they are either. I think they go Mac Jones, quarterback, Alabama. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. And then number ten, Cowboys. If I had to guess, they're gonna go probably cornerback. They gotta yep. sure up that defense. I'm gonna go uh, probably Patrick Sertain. Yeah, I mean with Patrick Sertain there with the Cowboys, that's just the obvious scream answer but i'm hearing a lot of uh no phone calls no meetings with patrick Sertain with the cowboys and i think there's a lot of influence involving their current quarterback cornerback uh trevor diggs uh who played with patrick Sertain in alabama do you have another quarterback that can go there so this one i i mean if it's not patrick Sertain, it's going to be caleb farley from virginia right good um i mean i Caleb Farley had a very, very good uh, pro day for himself, had very good speed uh, in the 40. Not that you could judge totally on a 40, but he had some good good athleticism with the uh, 40 there. So that could be a, that could be your first cornerback off the, off the board here. And then number 11, I think you should get another. If I had to guess, the Giants still need to get weapon, more weapons for Daniel Jones to really see what they got with him. So Right. I am going to go out on a limb here and say they go to probably Devontae Smith, receiver from Alabama. Agree. And then when we get to number 12, I think uh, you're looking at the Eagles, either going with Jalen Waddle, receiver from Alabama, uh, or possibly Patrick Sertain, cornerback from Alabama, or possibly Micah Parsons, linebacker from Penn State. I mean, with the Eagles, your obvious answer is to go wide receiver. Uh, I, I'm sure Eagles fans have been screaming to get the best wide receiver for the longest time. I mean, you had your chance last year. Uh, you blew it. Not that you blew it. We don't have any, you know, full, you know, idea of what Jalen Rager can bring to the table. Or worse, we are quarterback developers. We. <laughs> but, I mean can't go wrong with uh you know uh, getting a cornerback in here you know patrick Sertain is definitely going to be your best cornerback in this draft you know i'm hearing some rumbles about jace horn out of uh south carolina i think that might be a reach but uh the one thing i do want to say with you know the 12th pick is the potential consideration for penn state linebacker micah parsons uh dude's a beast he's got great speed he's a big body um you know that's a great value at the 12th pick and i know we don't value the linebackers that much but i think uh, with a new regime you know you can take what you can get with this defense i think we need to start learning how to value linebackers to be honest now i think you had a uh read a rumor out there or you had an idea out there about uh bringing in another free agent linebacker yeah, so uh, I have seen some rumors. Uh, you know, he's a free agent on the market. Uh, started his career with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Quan Alexander. Um, you know, he had a pretty relatively good career with Tampa before, you know, moving on to San Francisco uh, in free agency. And, you know, some injuries don't really pan out. So I believe he was traded over to the Saints, who had a decent, you know, season there with the Saints, but nothing too crazy but you know he's 26 years old he's young you know you could at least get five six years out of the guy you know why not try to 
you know, bring him in, see, you know, what his health is at and, you know, if he could, if he still got it and uh, see if we can get a couple years out of him or even just a prove-it deal. Yeah, uh, I mean, if he, we can bring him on here in here at a decent deal, I'm all for it. I'm not sure how likely that is, but we definitely need to improve that linebacker position, you know, especially since we lost our legend, Nate Gary. <laughs> 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 Thank God. How the heck do you put Nate Gary covering Chase Claypool? That was a probably the a, d- dumbest thing I've ever seen. On a go route like that. Like, what sense does that make? What? And he was flat footed the whole time. Flat footed. God, that was just awful. Glad to see him go. He was, ter- he was terrible, as Charles Barkley would say. Terrible. He was a knucklehead. Don't get me wrong, he's a little bit of a ball hawk and, uh, you know, it was intimidating, but... If we were playing the Jets. I mean, the the coverage is, you know, nothing special. Yeah, he was just... Bye! Yeah, so I would love to sure up that linebacker position, but if going back to the draft, if we do bring in uh, either... Or if we do bring in Patrick Sertain, that would be huge. Could you imagine? That would be our best... Uh, quarterback combo we've had since Lito Shepard and Sheldon Brown. Yeah. I mean, you'd hope so, but... Because you know what Darius Slay. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can't go wrong with any of those three at this pick. I mean, I, I'm going to throw Devonta Smith in there because there's possibility that, you know, some teams go other routes. But I think at this pick, you're going to look at either, you know, for, for wide receiver, Jalen Waddle, Devonta Smith... Uh, cornerback, you're going to be looking at, you know, Patrick Sertain and or Caleb Farley, or you can get some good value in uh, Michael Parsons, who, you know, early on, you know, this offseason would have been classified as like a top six, top seven pick. Yeah. So, I mean, I think either way, you know, obviously six, you can get Pitts or Chase, which would have been nice, but 12, we're still getting a great player. So I think at yeah. the end of the day, it's a good trade. We pick up that extra first round pick. We have some flexibility going forward whether it's for a trade or to pick up better players for the following year and really get back to where we were back in 2017 i'm not saying we will definitely get back to that point i hope so because it's pretty miserable when we're not in the playoffs but playoffs but definitely i hope let's just hope howie did something right for a change right so uh moving on from the Eagles, uh, we got the Sixers. Uh, they had tip off tonight uh, against the Nuggets at nine o'clock. They're out in the Mountain Time Zone there. I mean, you had some big trade deadline uh, go on there. You got quite a couple people uh, moving on to other teams. You you have uh, the combo. Well, let me just say uh, update real quick. Sixers are getting their butts kicked, 64 to 41. Uh, two minutes, 22 seconds left in the second quarter. Got, and you know this is this thing that keeps annoying me. When is Ben Simmons gonna step it up? The guy right. has six, has five points right now, in 14 minutes. I mean, you're just take the game over. I'm sorry, but Seth Curry and Dwight Howard should not be leading your team with points. Step yeah. it up. Um. You know, you had some big stuff. I mean, obviously, right now you're trying to see uh, the Brooklyn Nets, you know, trying to make a super team. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, they're still going to get bounced in the first round. Um, and then you have the Lakers, you know, adding, you know, Andre Drummond, um, you know, trying to make their own little super team as well. Daddy, um, chill. None of these players that were brought in, nobody should be considering them as high key pieces, you know, to winning any championships. I think, you know, Brooklyn Nets are going to look like the 2011 Eagles. Uh, eight and eight dream team. Um, you know, I don't, none of those players mix well together. It makes no sense at all. Um, really just looks like KD can't win by himself. So yet again, needs, you know, a super team to win. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say the Sixers beat them in five. Uh, cause we actually have a legitimate team, not a fake one. Wow. Um, that's, uh, that's, Bold claim right there. Yeah, the yeah the Brooklyn Nets are a joke. Um, you know they were a joke two years ago when we wiped the floor with them in the playoffs, and they're still a joke now. Um, you can have James Harden all you want, but those three don't mix well. You know when it comes down to it, they're all going to want the ball. Me ball, me ball. Um, the only thing I but, will say, uh, though, I'm sorry. The only thing I will say though is p- picking up Blake Griffin. You notice. The guy hadn't dunked in what what was it like two years, and then his one of his first games with the Nets, he dunks. Was he not trying just to get over to the Nets? Uh, Blake Griffin is a bum. Um, well, he's he's, he's a not man out of he's time. not going to amount to anything. He was good with the Clippers. He wasn't even great. He was good with the Clippers. Um, and you know the Sixers seem to have an easy handle on him, so he's not even going to be a factor. Um, well, who cares about the uh, Brooklyn Nets? This is a Philly sports podcast let's get into those big trades uh the eagles lost out, uh the eagles the sixers lost out on uh some kyle lowry action but uh we're able to uh pick it up with some other trades what uh what do you think about the the big trade with uh, george hill well yeah let's first talk about george hill um the the deal was the sixers thunder and nick between the sixers thunder and knicks sixers got george hill and I'm sorry, I've never heard of this guy in my life. Iggy Brazdikas. The Thunder got Tony Bradley, who I'm a little sad to see go, but it's a, he's, he's a good trade up. piece. Uh, he, they got Philly's two, two of Philly's second-round picks in 2025 and 2026, and they got Austin Rivers from the Knicks, and then the Knicks got Terrence Ferguson from the Sixers, Vincent Portier, and a 2021 second-round pick. So the Sixers picked up some value on to come off the bench in George Hill. He, as of now, he's got a 11.8 points per game, 2.1 rebounds per game. He's averaging about 3.1 assists per game. Yeah, He'll be a decent shooter coming off the bench. Um, bigger news, though, is the fact that we did miss out on Kyle Lowry. I don't know if it's so much we. It's just the Raptors didn't seemingly want to give him up. Uh, the rumored deal that they wanted was two first round picks Tyrese Maxey Matisse Thybul and I guess you need a cap filler in there so you're talking probably I would say Mike Scott possibly Danny Green uh I, I'm not sure but yeah I would I would say Mike Scott on that deal and I would have the two first round picks you can have them because those first round picks are going to be at the back end of the draft anyway so you're yeah they mean nothing so finding somebody that of value there is less likely, you know. You, I mean, you could always find a diamond in the rough, but what are the chances in the back end right. of the draft? 
Uh, I would have bit the bit bullet on Tyrese Maxey. You know, he's a promising young player, but at the end of the day, he's going to be riding the bench uh, in the playoffs, and you want to bring somebody in that can help you now. Yeah. The, and then obviously I could care, you know, I have no issues with Mike Scott, but, you know, he's a cap filler, or, you know, so you can have him. And that the only sticking point for me would have been Matisse Thibel. His defense, I feel like, is too valuable for us. We really don't want to lose that. Coming off the bench, I think he can. He's a good contributor to our uh, the, the second rotation there off the bench. So that's my one sticking point. I did not want to give up. Yeah, and if I add, you know, with Matisse Thibel, um, you know, it's big out there right now that his defensive style is would be big in defeating the Brooklyn Nets. Right. So that, I'm glad that we you know stayed true and didn't trade him and uh, we'll see what we got coming forward uh we should george hill was coming off a finger injury and uh so he should be back i think by the time the Sixers come back home after this road trip and uh better news though is uh joel Embiid. the injury is not as bad as originally thought he should be able to return to the team back uh, when we get back home so I think we can really start hitting our stride again as soon as he comes back. Hopefully he can stay healthy this time, and we can really take off. We're still holding first. I believe we got a, a game, game and a half lead on the Brooklyn Nets. So let's hope Embiid can stay healthy and some of our other guys can step up, and George Hill can be that contributor that we need. Well, I mean, yeah, he's definitely had a lot of time off with load management. <laughs> um, but... You know, it's good that it's not a serious injury, and uh, glad to see him coming back in the next few short weeks here. And uh, excuse me, it's a half a game lead over the Nets, so let's hope. I mean, could, we could end up tied after this game since we're getting our butts kicked by the yeah Nuggets right now. But the let's see here, the next game we got coming up when we get back home. I mean, yeah, or actually no, I think we got one more stop before we get home. So we have Cleveland. So yeah, we've been having some issues with them. So let's hope we can overcome those issues. Yeah, right. Um, uh, we got some big flyers news uh, today. Uh, number fifty-three. You know, Gossespierre, Shane Gossespierre has been waived from the team. Um, our cousin David's gonna be very disappointed. Uh, he's gonna have to change his uh, video game gamer tags now. Daddy, uh, chill. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, this was a long time common for me. Um, you know, he had, you know, two relatively good years, you know, to begin his, you know, tenor with the Flyers. But since, I mean, he's been picking up a little bit this year, but since those first two years, it's just been shameful for him. Um, yeah. to, to me, it's a long time common. What do you think? I think this year right now, it's more of a cap casualty than it is player performance. Now, granted, he hasn't been perfect, but I feel like out of, outside of Provorov, Defensively, he's probably been our best player. Um, I feel like the rest of our guys have fallen off quite considerably. I'm still not qu quite over the fact that you had Sandheim and Myers at a combined minus 12 against the Rangers a couple weeks ago. That was really disappointing. But as far as Ghost goes, yeah, he really f kind of fell off after the first year, year and a half. I don't know what – I guess it was just, you know, rookie luck his first year. Um but yeah. I, but this is more of a cap cap casualty than anything. They're hoping he clears waivers so you can put him back on your taxi squad or somebody picks him up. Either way, you save some money. Uh, could potentially be looking at a deal. I don't know if maybe 
they're by chance looking at Ekholm or Ryan Ellis from the Predators or another defenseman. Um, I believe Savard's on the Blue Jackets, if I'm right. I'm not 100% on that one. Yeah, Savard, yeah. Um, you go Gordon that route. I have heard a rumor today that they might be targeting Red Wings goalie Jonathan Bernier. Uh, I think that's in response to the fact that they had just set caught a hot. Caught a hot here. Get your caught a hot here. They're scratched him for the next two games at least to get a sort of a mental reset since he's been struggling mightily this year. Um, yeah, with uh, Alain Vignon in a uh, after-practice uh, conference, I mean, one of the big key things is he's got to get his focus back and he's got to play better. I mean, the, you know, the, the talent is there, but the the uh, psychology right now is, you know, not there. Um, uh, this poor defense, I believe, is at fault for his problems. Um, I agree. But it doesn't help, you know, that, you know, you're just letting everything in. I think you, as a average at best goalie, should be able to make the saves that he should be making that he's missing, um, which is kind of hurting his uh, credibility here. And, you know, I think one thing we talked about on an earlier podcast was Moose was starting to play a little bit more because of those issues. And one of my concerns was – if he starts to play more, is the same thing going to happen to him? And I believe it has, where he's letting these easy goals in, or he's le- he's letting a lot of goals in too that, you know, where maybe, yeah, it's tough to say, but, you know, you expect maybe half or close to half of those goals. Maybe, you you know, the goalie can bail you out of, uh, bail you out of those. That's where I think the goalies need to step it up a little bit is I, you can't expect them to save them all, you know, when you're left on an island like our defense has been doing. But, the good goalies can help bail you out a, a good portion of that time. And the last two years, I think Hata Hot has been able to do that. But something this year has kind of gotten away from him where he just can't make any of those uh, harder saves. I mean, call it a sophomore slump, you know, poor defense. Um, for right now, I'll say I have no worries for him in the future. I think there's just a little bit of some slump. And uh, they really need to shore up this defense, you know, to – you know, cover up, you know, those potential mistakes that Carter Hart might have or any goalie would have. But, you know, but, I mean, considering the other day, you know, the, you know, the Flyers' defense just all standing in front of the goalie was probably the most awkward uh, defensive strategy I've ever seen, right? <laughs> yeah, I just don't know what the heck is going on with these guys, you know. They lose to the Rangers 9 to nothing. And then, what is it, like, almost a week later, they play the Rangers again, and then <laughs> lose 8-3. to three. Like, what the heck? And then... Zabanajan is Wayne Gretzky 2.0, baby. That's what they're making them look like. It's ridic- <laughs> ridiculous. Like, the d- defense just, uh, in those games, just looked outright lethargic. Like, they just had no interest in being there. It just, I feel like at times, not just even the defense, some of our forwards are just out of place. You know, like... I don't know if I'm just overthinking this, but I, one of my favorite players, Kevin Hayes, just looks lost. He looks like he just has no interest in being there. You know, these guys. Yeah, my fear is he got the money and he doesn't care anymore. Yeah, like, you know, as Claude Giroux used to say, I feel like these guys. Bill, did you drink a Coke today? Did you drink a Pepsi today? You know, they've been drinking a lot of Pepsi, you know, and, you know, I, all these guys really are just reminding me of. Pigeon! 
Yeah, just a bunch <laughs> of effing pigeons. You know what I mean? Like, it just does. It just you get the sense that they don't care, and that's what's really starting to piss me off and piss Flyers fans off. You know, get your heads out of your asses and freaking play. Get in position. Stop letting these guys outskate you. Our speed sucks. These guys are. Get, how many times have we? I would love to know the amount of times that we let these you know, uh, other teams have odd man rushes on us. It just seems right. like an inordinate amount of times. Yeah. <laughs> and how many times we keep giving up these like two to three goal? We're going into these two to three goal holes in the first period because of that. You know what I mean? It's just ridiculous. Yeah. I just irritates the hell out of me and then of course the one flyers game i go to last week against the islanders it looks like we might be able to pull this out islanders freaking tie it up the last minute of the game and then overtime on a simple wraparound goal they win the damn game it just you know it's just the little things that they're not doing well and they gotta step that back up yeah i mean it's just starting to turn into a, a uh there's always next year's season. You know, you never want it, you know, considering they had such a huge uh, season last year um, with a lot to, you know, follow it up with. But, um, I mean, this this team just is just ugly, is an ugly mess. They're not even attractive to watch anymore. So it's, you know, some days you're just like, I'm just going to look at the score on my phone. You know, it's because you just know the results, you know. I think it's time, you know, they might need to, you know, if they think this off- team offensively could, you know, maintain a strong presence in the playoffs, well, then they need to be buyers and get them some defensive help that'll keep them in the playoffs. But, I mean, if they're, you know, you got guys that are making a whole lot of money and not producing anything, you know, Jake Voracek, Voracek, and, uh, you know, G, you know, they're both, you know, they're not producing for you know eight eight and a half million dollar a year players i would definitely move off those guys come move forward after this year if we can the only price would you who would you want to see as captain if you know that day came i'll be quite honest with you i don't think anybody deserves it right now Hmm, that's a good answer um if anybody if i had to pick somebody I might have to go Provorov. Yeah, that's a good one. That's the only thing I can think of because nobody else has really stepped up and really has has taken charge, I feel like. I don't even think Giroux has honestly stepped up and taken charge. I mean, we all know that Gritty is the captain anyway. Seems seems like it. He's been probably the best part of the Flyers since his inception. The only thing I will say, though, defensively, I think Sam Moran should have been on this team a little earlier. He's yeah, a big, I mean, big body injuries, physical presence that we've been missing. Yeah, I mean, injuries really did, you know, hinder him from being a part of this team. But um, at least this season. we see some good action from him. You know, at least this season, you know, I keep saying, oh, he's been, you know, bought up. No, he's sent back down to the taxi squad. <laughs> brought back up, back to the taxi squad. And he never would actually get in the game, but he finally got the starting lineup, and he's making a difference. You know, yeah. you know at least, you know, given the body or – Beating people up, scoring game tying goals or game winning goals. Like, where has this kid been? Yeah, what took them so long to get him up there? You know. I just remember in 2013 when we drafted him. Um, yeah, I'd even have conversations with uh, my girlfriend April, you know, and she's like, "Who? What?" 
But it's like, yeah, we got the next Chris Pronger. This guy's massive. You know, he's going to be a brute force in the league and all this stuff. And it takes until 2021 for him to actually play a game. So, I mean, I understand he had two serious knee injuries and all, but this year I think he should have been this. He should have been on this team a lot earlier than he was. Yeah. yeah. You know, especially I mean, after, you know, you had the minus 12 debacle with San Hyman Miners. And why the heck those two were not scratched after that game is beyond me. Those two, if, if you're going to send a message to anybody, you know, you sit the two defensive guys who were on the ice for most of those goals against the Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> and, they, and they didn't do that. Like, that was just... I never watched a game in my life where it just, the more and more the opposite team kept scoring, I felt like I was going insane. I was just laughing, and it was just hysterical, upset laughter, not happy laughter. You know... And I saw a funny meme on Facebook the other day that compared the Eagles to Flyers or Eagles fans to Flyers fans were, you know, especially after this past year with the Eagles and the, these last few games with the Flyers against the Rangers <laughs> where it says, hey, you know, all we need is seven. <laughs> you know, Eagles, if they That's need a touchdown, bad. we need seven points. Uh, or Flyers need seven points. It's and just... to beat a sorry team like uh, the Rangers. And then yesterday, oh my God, we we go down 0-3 against Buffalo. I'm thinking we're about to lose to Buffalo, who hasn't won in what, 18 games? Buffalo. Buffalo? Like, jeez, Louise, you know what I mean? It, that is just, but, you know, luckily they came back and won that game. That is typical Buffalo, but if that was any other team, you ain't winning. All right, no. so, uh, I mean, we got some uh, end of uh, spring training in the Phillies right now. Um, the roster is set for opening day. Um, there's some, you know, dramatic endings to, you know, some players, you know, being brought down to the uh, minor leagues. But uh, I'll give you the uh, starting lineup for this uh, upcoming Philly season. I mean, starting pitchers, uh, your, your big ace, Aaron Nola. You know, followed by Zach Wheeler. Um, you got your second Zach Eflin. You got Matt Moore, and you got Chase Anderson. I mean, uh, at least you uh, no longer have to uh, deal with you know some of the uh, poor starting pitchers that we had, um, like Jake Arrieta. He <laughs> uh, had a luscious beard, but he was a complete waste of money. I'm gonna rip his head off. <laughs> oh my god remember when he freaked out i said he was gonna beat somebody up in a oh, yeah. in an interview afterwards and no no vince velasquez thankfully he can go to the bullpen and then yeah finally and then at least i know he we got rid of him last year but at least we don't have that specter of nick pavetta around anymore right yeah that's that's good uh bullpen um looking a little bit prettier than last year you got uh uh, Archie Bradley, that's a big deal. He's going to most likely be your closer most nights. Um, that's a big, you know, luscious beard. Good good uh, pickup for this team. Um, Hector Neris, you know, he's come along as of late. Uh, past, you know, year or two, you know, he's really starting to show that he can handle pitching for this team. Um, you got good old Vincey Velasquez. Um, you got that new pickup from the Yankees, David Hale. Um, you got Jose Alvarado, uh, Connor Brogdon, Brandon Kinsler, um, and then Sam Coonrod. Um, follow that with our uh, catchers, 
signed JT Real Muto. Thank God. Uh, so excited to have him for the next five, six years. Uh, love the guy. He's really shown the last two years. Uh, a lot of respect uh, for that guy. Um, Andrew Knapp, you know, is good backup. Uh, can help in a pinch. Uh, not a bad, you know, backup there. I could um, go for a nap. Yeah, I, I can always go for a nap. Um, <laughs> uh, your infielders, uh, first base, Reese Hoskins. Uh, hopefully should be uh, good to go for opening day. Uh, you got Gene Segura. Uh, Alec Baum and uh, good old Didi Gregorius. Don't forget, it's a uh, it's Philly Jean. We should start calling him Philly Jean. Philly Jean. Philly Jean is not my second baseman. <laughs> He's just. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that says that I am the one. Sorry, sad, sad, sad attempt at my sad attempt at humor. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the big one is going to now be your outfielders. Uh, you got a sure thing with Brycey. Brycey. He cut the lettuce um, off. Yeah, he's uh, looking good. Maybe looking a little clean. more a little more aerodynamic, maybe? You know, less Jesus-like. Uh, a little less... Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, come on, you got to help me out here. Uh, well, who are you trying to think of? I don't know who you're trying to think of. Uh, Phillies. Uh... Jesus, Philly, the Philly Jesus. Carson Wentz? No. Um. What? Uh, we're going to move on here. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> Yeah. But uh, from here... Uh, Other side, you have Andrew McCutcheon. Yeah, sorry. You got uh, Roman Quinn, Adam Hazley, Andrew McCutcheon, and uh, good old, old Matt Joyce. Uh, and then to follow that up, you got uh, Brad Miller and uh, Ronald Torres uh, for your utility guys. Uh, some, uh, sorry, I actually had an ad going in my ear the whole time there. Um, what? We had some, uh, you know, some interesting uh, uh, designations and whatnot. Um, you know, we all knew that, you know, coming into spring trading, you had some big center field competition. And it was coming down to the wire. Um, as Adam Hazley was able to come back and sure up that center field spot to be the starter there. Um, so that second spot was just down to, uh, you know, Roman Quinn, um, Adubel Herrera, scratch and grab, uh, and uh, poor old Scott Kingery. And, you know, uh, Scott Kingery, uh, sorry, to, you know, we thought you were going to pan out. You're not. Uh, you know, 159 average is just clearly not going to cut it in the league. Um, so, yeah, uh, see you later. Uh, enjoy the minors, and uh, maybe you'll have a good career somewhere else. Yeah, uh, what happened to him, man? Yeah, I mean... I don't know. Too much confidence, you know. Yeah, I know he did bulk up last year, uh, you know, so he can hit for more power. But I mean, it almost seems like he just can't read a pitch for the life of him. Uh, I mean, so it's now down to Roman Quinn and Adubo Herrera. You know, Adubo Herrera. You know, we all know, you know, issues that arose with him. 
but you know he really showed he can prove to be you know a good center fielder for this team still uh started off very hot you know in spring trading but definitely cooled down towards the end um ultimately led to him you know being signed to you know the minor leagues and rim and quinn winning that second job uh who's to say you know Dubo herrero might not come back up or you know this you know full starting lineup might you know change right before the opener but for right now this is uh what we got um so uh what do you think uh playoffs well i'm not 100 percent on you know if we can compete for the nl east it's possible but we'll see but i think we could definitely grab one of those two wild cards i think we are vastly improved from last season i never thought our offense was a problem because our offense usually kept us in most games and it wasn't even so much our starting pitching. It was our bullpen. If they had not blown at least five or so saves, I think they would have made the playoffs last season. So I think the pickups right. they made, you know, bringing in a real a defined good closer such as Archie Bradley is going to come in handy. I think we can see a different Phillies team in 2021. And you're going to get a good breather with, you know, some days you can put Archie Bradley out there for, you know, other situational uh, pitching. But, you know, Hector Neris has proven to be, you know, relatively good, you know, closing for you on good good days. Um, I had to bring it up because, uh, you know, my brain was, you know, farting like crazy. But uh, Philly Jesus is Jason Worth. Oh. Finally popped into my head. But uh, Bryce Harper was definitely starting to look like Jason Worth there. I think uh, Bryce Harper would probably tell you. That ain't true! <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's your uh, Phillies opening lineup. Um, I'll say. I mean, again, it could change here uh, right before the start, right before opening day. i say Bryce Harper probably does not smoke the kind of pot that Jason Worth is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I mean I think they shored up a couple positions here. They're consistent, you know. They're not a completely different team um, all over again. Um, you know they had some great batting when you needed them last year. Uh, you know there's very minimal slumps uh, out of your key players. Um, I don't know, you know how much improvement we really do have with pitching and more or less your bullpen. But I think, you know, if we keep a positive attitude and we're not worried about, you know, young players, you know, turning into something that they're not, um, I think we should pretty much see some good consistent baseball. I can see some – I could see, you know, over 500 this year. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, like I said, I think we can compete for – definitely compete for one of those two wild cards. And at least it's a po- still a possibility, but I, I think we, we will see much improved baseball because, again – we will see far less blown saves in that bullpen that we did last season. I think we'll have much better starting pitching. The fact that we kept we have Real Muto locked in now without the specter of his contract comes in handy even more. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I uh, just can't just hope they could you know, they start a lot more fans in because I do miss the the tailgating and you know hanging out before games. It's always nice to go there every couple times every now and then. Yeah. I mean, year two with Joe Girardi, I think he'll be a little bit more comfortable. You know, in the atmosphere of Philadelphia, and uh, you know, I think we're gonna get some good baseball this year. Finally, we'll get you know back into the playoffs for the first time in forever. <laughs> I got a little bit of breaking news here. Oh. Uh, I have a Instagram 
account here, A2D Radio, a report here, and I have a picture. Um, so fortunately, you guys can't see it. Michael Strahan, former defensive lineman for the New York Giants, says goodbye to a signature gap in his teeth. <laughs> he got oh, some, really? He got some veneers. So you can no longer kick a field goal in between those two front teeth. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I used he, to get I get more sacks than Warren Sapp. Warren <laughs> Sapp, the only sacks he's getting is from McDonald's, man. <laughs> You're not gonna see this gap anymore. Yeah, man, my New York Giants, we 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 ran all over the Philadelphia Eagles. No, you don't. We got all these Super Bowls. That's that's just not Michael Strahan. <laughs> <laughs> he's not Michael Strahan anymore. That was his uh, yeah. signature. That was a signature. I just thought that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's what we got this week. Um, quite a bit of some uh, uh, finagling here. Um, you know, shortly uh, we're going to be getting some, you know, trade deadline stuff with, you know, Flyers, and you know, we'll see whether or not they're going to play the game of buying or selling. Um, other than that, uh, you know, we're going to be preparing, you know, more for the draft for the you know NFL and uh, – Hopefully, you know, we can start seeing some positive outcomes with these Philly teams. I sure hope so, man. But anyway, it's been real. Until next week, I'm Tom with Out for One Sports. And I'm Anthony with Out for One Sports. Uh, everybody, you have a great night and a great week. Bye-bye. We are quarterback developers. We want to be a quarterback factory. We have the-